This is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we haven't done um, a David and Hattie edition for a while, but for the next little bit, I would like to go through the stories of the Bible with David and Hattie. We finished um, the series on songs of the Old Testament. We didn't do all of the songs, but we got the way it got through Isaiah. And I just felt led to do this next section um, about Jesus and working through those stories from a child's perspective. So, for the for the child and for the child and all of us, this is Trained by Grace 2 with David and Hattie, starting in the Gospel of Mark. Hi, David. Howdy. Glad to be back in Bible study. I'm glad to have you back, David. Hey, Hattie. Hey. I'm glad to have you back in Bible study, too. Me, too. It's been a while. Yeah. So, we're going to start in the book of Mark. The book of Mark? Yes. Mark is in the New Testament. Now, what does that mean, the New Testament? Well, the Old Testament was talking about an old agreement. Actually, there were several old agreements between God and man. From the beginning of creation, when he first created man, through the nation of Israel. The New Testament talks about the agreement God made with humankind, with Jesus. Really? Yeah. So, all of those agreements have to do with our relationship with God. How do we get... How, how, how do we relate to God, who is the supreme being, and somebody we cannot see? That's pretty hard. It is, Hattie. It's very hard. And I think that's why there's so many different religions, and there's so many different views of God. But God gave us a book, the Bible, to help us get through those things. Yeah, but there's a lot of interpretations of the Bible, too. There's lots of different translations and and stuff like that. I think some of that is very confusing. It is very confusing. But number one, um, the translations by far don't vary that much. And we do have all sorts of backup from different ages for the different sections of the Bible. The other thing is there's an incredible consistency throughout the Bible that doesn't exist with any other document, really, or with any other document that they've tried to make, put into the Bible. So it's an interesting collection in that there's a whole lot in the, in, in the Word of God, in the Bible, that is very different from any other kind of literature. And yet, there are some things in the Bible that are very much like a lot of other literature, like poems and songs and stories. Yeah, I like stories. I like the songs. Okay, well, we just got through a series of songs, but I think we kind of need to get into the story part of it at this point, to understand even those songs better. Okay. Well, the stories of Jesus are very important. Yes. But they're actually wound through the entire book. It just doesn't become obvious till Jesus came to earth. Oh. 
So you mean the whole Bible is about Jesus? The whole Bible is about Jesus. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, as it says in the book of John. So why aren't we studying the book of John? Well, Mark has a very simple way of telling the story. And I think starting in Mark gives us a chance to really get a grasp on that without going too far in depth into some other things like the history of Israel, etc. Too far. Oh, okay. So what do you think? Sound like we're starting in the book of Mark. Yep. So let's start at Mark 1, the very first chapter. That makes sense. Yep. And it says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, what is a gospel? Gospel is the word that was translated from an old English word, Godspell, which was translated from an even older word that meant good news. How did we get from good news to Godspell? to gospel. I mean, really? Well, uh, interestingly enough, sometimes human beings have this really hard way of understanding God's word. Um, and so they understood it in relation to if you have, you could either have a, a wicked spell or a good spell, or a wicked spell or a God spell. Oh, well, yeah. So, that's kind of how that came about as far as English is concerned. But good news, um, everybody understands good news. Yeah, we like good news. That's right. So, I'm not sure why, you know, except for the fact that that is gospel really does mean the good news, uh, specifically about Jesus um, in English now. Um so, but you're right. That's a very, very unique word. Yeah, we don't use that in school anyway. No, or in modern, modern talk. You don't hear it very often on television either. So, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, or the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Son of God? Uh-huh. So how does that happen? Well, you know what? Interestingly, Mark doesn't get into that. Some of the others do. So we're going to wait for the other Gospels to get into that. Okay. But it does tell us how everybody else knew he was the Son of God at the beginning of Mark. Really? Yeah. That's what this story is about. Okay. Let's find out. So... Verse 2, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. Didn't you just get done with Isaiah? Yep, I just got done with Isaiah. Wow. Exactly. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord make his paths straight. 
John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That makes roads straight? Well, here's the thing. Sometimes when the Bible talks about things, it's not talking about literally. Like they don't take a road grader out and make the roads straight. But the roads he was talking about are spiritual roads and they're in our hearts. And so John was telling people that they needed to turn back and listen to God. And and they were baptized with the baptism of repentance, which means they said, yes, I need to turn around and try to listen to God. So he was preparing people's hearts for Jesus. Oh, so they were getting ready to listen to Jesus by saying, hey, there's going to be something new that God's going to be doing. Yep, that is exactly what the deal was. But John looked like an Old Testament prophet. Which Old Testament prophet did he look like? He looked like the prophet Elijah. Elijah, you mean the guy that was on Mount Carmel that called down the fire and, and then rode off in a chariot and hasn't died yet? That's right. That's that Elijah. Well, goodness. So John was kind of all dressed in camel's hair and stuff. Yep, he was from the wilderness. Um, and so, yeah, he, he looked very different. And so when he started proclaiming things, it was a very different message than anyone, anybody would heard before. It had some of the old elements, but it had some new stuff too. Wow, that must have been a little scary. <coughs> Excuse me. I imagine it was. So, he's boldly proclaiming. <coughs> Excuse me. Out in the wilderness. And he's proclaiming this baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. Wait, 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 wait. Locusts were bugs. <laughs> yes, locusts are bugs. What did they taste like? Well, I've never eaten a locust. But I've been told they taste kind of like peanut butter. Peanut butter. Except they're a little crunchy. Ew! I know. I, that's why I haven't eaten locusts. But they are available in the desert, and they are supposed to have some good protein. Man, this would have been a little different. Yep. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Wow! With the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Whoa, that's a different kind of baptism. Yes, it is. And so John was telling them, okay, I'm going to baptize you for forgiveness of sins. But that's not the whole story. 
So, we need to find out a little bit more about the Holy Spirit as we go through this, too. Yeah, I think so. So, let's keep reading. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Wait a minute. Jesus got baptized, too? Yes. But he didn't need to repent or be forgiven of sins. No, he didn't. But... He identified with the people that he was going to save. And so one of the ways he did that was to be baptized. Oh, so that's why when we believe in Jesus, we need to be baptized too, to show that we identify with, 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 with Jesus and the fact that he saved us. Yeah, that is, that is one of the many reasons baptism is a thing. Wow. So, okay, so what happened that was different with Jesus? So, in verse 10, it tells us, And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens open, saw the heavens being torn open, and the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Wow! God talked to him from heaven after he was baptized? I know. And the Holy Spirit landed on him like a dove. Wow! That would have been different. Yeah. And see, that's why John the Baptist came. John the Baptist really came to not only prepare the way for Jesus, but to be there to make it obvious that Jesus was the Messiah. Wow, that would have been a very special day. Yes, it would have. After that, um, Jesus ended up doing, going somewhere away from everybody. But we'll talk about that later. So, do you have any questions about the lesson now? So, John came before Jesus to prepare the way. And so... What required, what, what, what he said was that we need to confess our sins and, 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 um, in that case, be baptized. Yeah. And so, should we still do those things? Yeah, we should still know that we need a savior. So we need to realize that we've sinned and we, we can't make it to God on our own. And we need we get the chance to accept Jesus first as our Savior and Lord and then be baptized. But what about the Holy Spirit part? Well, that is a debate among a lot of people. But what Jesus says is that when we accept him, we get the Father and the Holy Spirit too. But we'll cover that in another lesson. Oh, so God is one God? Like all all like right there Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God were all together exactly and they stay together so you can't accept just accept Jesus and not not love the Father and accept the Father and same with the Holy Spirit and them accept us it doesn't work that way oh okay do we have to go out to the wilderness? 
Well, not literally. Kind of like John the Baptist um, wasn't literally making the roads flat, but he was still preparing the way for Jesus. The way we prepare for Jesus is in our heart. But sometimes our heart ends up in the wilderness, too. You mean like when we're all lonely and sad and, and nobody seems to understand? Yep, kind of like that. But God understands when we're out in the wilderness. He does? Yes. Actually, God understands and sometimes takes us out to the wilderness so that we have a special time with God. A special time to learn about God. The wilderness isn't easy. No, it doesn't sound like it. Do we have to eat locusts? <laughs> Good question, David. Well, so far I haven't had to eat a locust. I know what they are. Ugh. Some people eat locusts because it's the safest thing they have to eat. But fortunately for us... God has blessed us with something besides locusts for the moment. But, you know, God did make locusts in places where there were, is, it's harder to get meat. So locusts can be a very good thing. Wow. God has made a lot of different things. Yes, he has. He has made a lot of different things. And we can thank him for all of his blessings. Does anybody want to pray? I'll pray. Okay, go ahead, Hetty. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth and and being baptized and showing us how to how to um follow God and who God is and that we need to figure we 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 need to listen to you. We can't figure it out on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us and and follow you all the days of our life and and thank you Jesus for just being you in Jesus name amen amen well thank you David and Hattie have a wonderful day and thank you whoever's listening to this for listening to Train by Grace 2 with David and Hattie, and we'll be getting into the Gospel of Mark, but more importantly, the story of Jesus. God loves you. Remember, proclaim His excellencies. You are one of His excellencies. God bless you. Hi, this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. I just want you to know that um, God has made you one of his excellencies and he loves you very much. So if there's any way that we could help you to know that better, please reach out at trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com and put in the subject line podcast and just um, write below that whatever... However we could help you um, with prayer or if you need a Bible sent or 
need a resource of some kind. I don't know that I can I can fulfill all of those, but I know that God and his riches can. So God loves you, and remember, you are one of his excellencies.